Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Do you know what a brachycephalic dog is? A what, EJ? A brachycephalic dog. You do, actually. You've seen them around. Pugs, for example. Cute little pugs. And boxers. And little bulldogs. Particularly, uh, they're brachycephalic. It's down to the flat shape of their head. And they are cute little things. Pugs are cute little puppies. But they are bred in a way that a lot of people consider to be extraordinarily cruel methods. Which gives them, that shape is manufactured. That's not the genuine shape of their head. It's been manufactured. And they have lifelong medical problems. Brachycephalic dogs have lifelong medical problems. I was talking to someone during the week who works in that area and said that there's practically every pug puppy will need an operation at one point or other to enable them to continue to breathe. It's There's a campaign now in the UK to ban the breeding of these little dogs. Uh, John Carmody, um, animal rights campaigner who's been on the show many, many times. John, you and I would, would disagree on quite a number of things, I think, over the years. But on this one, I'm with you. They're beautiful little dogs, but they're bred in a horrible way. Good morning. PJ, thanks for having me on. And absolutely, we've we've went um, uh, with difference of opinion over the years, but you're right on this one. And here's the thing. We have an unhealthy obsession with breeding animals. And, and I, I actually commend the Blue Cross actually for taking action to try get this stamped out in the UK. But I suppose what many of your listeners don't know, and I'm glad you're actually picking up on this important issue at the minute because we do have an obsession with breeding these poor animals um we we are the puppy farming capital of europe we have puppy farms in nearly every county in the country we have breeders in every town in this country as well and in many ways it's it's cruel of course the cruelty and the the human genetic manipulation of these dogs is absolutely grotesque and they often do it for to prey those poor animals around in cross shows those animals, those dogs or cats, as a matter of fact, they don't give a damn about their physical appearance, but they, act, they actually suffer the consequences of this inbreeding. Um, and it obviously brings a huge amount of health problems onto those animals, such as dysplasia, blindness, deafness, heart defects, skin problems, epilepsy. The list um, is in front of me is is endless. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that there is no such thing as a, a good breeder, in my opinion, so long as we have huge numbers of helpless animals looking for a home in caring shelters around the country and so long as we've got thousands of dogs and puppies and other animals that are being killed in Irish pounds there should be no reason in this day and age that we have to continue on breeding these animals it should be rooted out and if we can't get it politically like we've done with other issues as a matter of fact Mm. then people have to cop on 
and sit up. If they're at their kitchen table right now having their cup of tea, listening to John Carmody mounting on about animal rights again, it, the time has come right now for us to 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 man up or human up. Whatever it is. <laughs> no, no I mean if you look if you look up you look up just just look up Instagram and search for cute pugs. And they're the most gorgeous little things. But but take a pug that's a few years old and starting to starting to fail a bit. And just listen to that dog trying to breathe. You're and right. trying to sleep. It's, it's absolutely the other bigger problem with the with the little pugs as well is is that they have um, heart defects after a while as well, and they you do, find yeah. a lot of them end up and eye diseases because um, they can't close their eyes is, properly. Absolutely. You know, Peter, here's the thing, and I said this yesterday, actually, and this is the God's honest truth, as someone else said, wherever animals are used, corners will always be cut. And I can tell you this here and now, people need to get move beyond their obsession with looking for these um, these purebred perfect dogs, um, because it's it's absolutely a, a, a disgrace of an industry um, that are profiting, and this is the reason why these animals are, are being bred the way they're being bred, because there's a huge amount of money to be made out of them. And make no mistake about this as well, is that for every time we go off there, we open up the buy and sell newspaper, or we go onto a website where we can we can go through a catalogue of different types of dogs and puppies that we can buy. Every time we, we choose to fork out money for, the, for one particular animal, we kill the chances of a dog sitting down in a shelter um, that's looking for a second chance. Um, can I just tell you this as well, PJ, because I have so much that I can say on this one, and I don't want to be burning your listeners' ears out with, with all this information, but um, a good couple of years ago, we done an underco- undercover investigation at Arne. Um, we, we looked into the whole world of breeders, and one particular um, uh, newspaper that we were looking at, there was like five or six different types of breeds on sale and there was five or six different phone numbers. So to anyone just looking in, you'd nearly think that it was just um, five or six different type of people breeding these dogs. But it turned out to be it was just one person um, with five or six different phone numbers with five or six different types of breeds. Um, we said, is there a possibility that we can go and see the mother? And they were like, um, yeah. And we we're like, can we call to the house? Or they're like, oh, no, no, no. What we can do is we can meet you in a car park the name to the supermarket um, where we could go and we could um, meet the mother apparently to see was everything okay even though it's a big that's a nonsense as well as a matter of fact because you can't um, on paper kind of given guidelines and stuff to all this breeding it makes no difference but anyway needless to say it's a big whole murky world and I wish to God people would sit up and and stop buying these animals mm. and if there is any efforts in the near future in this country to to stamp out this type of breeding yeah. I would ask your listeners to please get on board and you sure. know what John I, I, I certainly I don't know if you'd agree with me here but I certainly wouldn't blame anybody who has a pug or has a bulldog because they love that dog and they do anything they can for it and for a pug a pug Pug puppy, keeping a pug puppy is expensive because they, they're cost nearly a grand if you buy them. And then Absolutely. there's vets' bills. It's hard to get them insured because of their underlying conditions. But you still love your dog. I don't doubt that anybody listening to me this morning who has a pug, I don't doubt that they love their dog. But they are bred Here's in a very cruel thing. way. You're absolutely right, but here's the other thing as well. Just for any listeners that might call up your switchboard now and tell, there's that John Carmody on complaining again. We can't even regulate this industry unless no one tell you any different. It might look good in paper when we hear of these laws that apparently come out to regulate these industries. Regulation is meaningless. The only way we're going to stop this exploitation and we're going to stop this suffering and we're going to stop this cruelty is when people refuse 
to buy these animals and refuse to support the breeders who are engaged on this. I can tell you here and now as well, PJ, there's been so much progress made in this country. And a lot of the times it's all down to having these little conversations on local and national radio stations that get people thinking at least. Mm. But I can tell you that moves need to happen right now. To, to step up the pace of getting rid of puppy breeder puppy farms in this country and getting rid of all that exploitation mm. because like I said there is dogs in shelters around the country that are looking desperately for a second chance in this yeah. world and for as long as we continue buying and even breeding these little animals even down to pugs then the, the, the problem continues on. Well John one thing that did change and it's a success that I don't often get a chance to mention was for a long time and when I certainly, I was certainly into my teens and this was still happening, they used to dock puppies' tails. It was the most horrible, cruel thing. You'd see a little puppy going around and this beautiful, long, swishy tail had been nicked off with a Stanley knife on top of a block of timber. That's how they used to do it. We got that banned. We have, got that um, and there's, there's been... That was a real old-fashioned thing, and you and, and not only just that; those poor puppies, they were being those puppies were coming from litter after litter after litter after litter. So not only were we breeding them and bringing them into an an uncaring and mutilate them, tough, mutilate tough them when they're a week old, we were mutilating them, and their suffering didn't just stop there. PJ, as a matter of fact, because a lot of the times, if we if they couldn't get homes for those puppies, they were put into bags. As you know, oh, don't well, don't, don't even go there. The don't don't even go you there. Know? But so, I take here's I take, the thing: look, yeah. we. Yeah, we've absolutely changed as a society we've moved on and we're, we're able to see all this now with a click of a button we're able to go right into the puppy farms we're able to see right in to the shelters who need our help and need our support and we need to have a little bit more cop on you don't need to be super ordinary or anything else sometimes these conversations help I hope to God when I get off the phone people will think a little bit more and if they do and if they are looking for an animal to please go down to your nearest reputable animal shelter or sanctuary yeah. and take, uh, take a little solo and, and give them your all, you know? Yeah. Or if you know someone across the road, if your neighbour has a, a is, has a couple of puppies that they're giving away, you know, don't don't get involved with this, this buying of puppies. Thank you, John. John Carmody. PJ, regarding the comment to look at shelters rather than buy privately, it's not as easy as this. I applied to numerous dog shelters and rescue centres for a dog to which we'd give a loving home. I was turned down immediately because I had children. A lot of rescue dogs up for adoption. It states in the application that they'd prefer a home with no children or children over a certain age. I'm not the only one who's experienced this. It was very difficult and very disheartening. We ended up having to buy our dog from a breeder for 1,200 euro. I understand certain dogs don't suit families and all that, but 99% of dogs up for adoption need a home without children or children over the age of 12. Don't get me wrong, the rescue centres do a fabulous job, but it's disheartening then when you're torn away because you have children. And another one. Hi PJ, just listening to that gentleman discussing dog breeding. I work in a veterinary clinic. I would never buy an animal from a breeder. However, some animal shelters make it nigh on impossible for people to adopt pets because of the hoops they have to jump through, including a clause in many cases where you can't adopt if you've kids under a certain age. I understand you have to have certain requirements in place, but it's playing a part in decent families being driven to buy a pup from a breeder because they can't meet the criteria. Changes need 
to be happening on both sides. Let me go to Moira O'Sullivan from DAWG, the Dog Action and Welfare Group and Friends of the Show. Moira, can you clarify that situation for me? Is it the case that if I have children under 12, I, it makes it more difficult to adopt a dog? Good morning. Um, hi, CJ. How are you? Um, it makes it more difficult to start, adopt certain dogs. Um, that That is true. Um, we do have rules in place around puppies. We don't give them to homes with children under three. Um, and that's for the benefit of both parties. Puppies are fragile and puppies are also nippy. And with small kids, it's very difficult to, you know, explain to them that you can't touch the dog this way or you can't, you know, drop the dog or... Um, things like that. So just with very small children, we don't usually um, allow puppies. Mm. And then depending on the dog that we have, the dog's personality, um, what the dog is used to because they've had a life before us, um, we do sometimes set an age limit. So we will say, you know, if it's a very jumpy dog, particularly um, very large dog who doesn't know their own size, um, we will say, you know, no kids under eight, um, perhaps no kids under 12 would be more rare. Um, but usually it's just because, again, we're looking out for both parties. We don't want the kids to get hurt um, and we don't want the dog to be unhappy or uncomfortable either. Mm. Um, the, the fact is, unfortunately, we do get, you know, r- returns from people um, saying, you know, that the dog barked at my kids um, or, um, you know, we had a, a situation where um, um, a kid tried to ride on a dog and when the dog um, snapped at them, didn't bite them, but snapped their teeth at them, um, that they were then immediately for rehoming. Um, so, you know, not all dogs, not all kids, I guess, is the is the sort of um, message there. And what we're doing is the best assessment we can of what will suit the dog mm-hmm. um, and what will suit a family. Would I, um, would, would, I, would I put it this way, and you might agree, you're looking for a home for a dog, not a dog for a home? Um, I suppose, yeah. I mean, we, we sort of, you know, people often say to us, for example, we insist that the dog um, is, is sort of an inside dog. We don't, we don't allow um, dogs to go to homes where they sleep outdoors. Um, and so people will say to us, you know, oh, but like it's better than them being put to sleep. Well, we don't put dogs to sleep. Um, we will wait till we find a better home. Or, you know, a home, a home where the dog is treated as a member of the family. Um, and again, you know, some of our dogs are born into our care. Some of our dogs, um, you know, we know exactly where they've come from and what kind of life they've had before. Um, but some, um, you know, we need to be a little bit more careful because we, you know, we either don't know what kind of life they had before. Um, I know myself, like, I have two dogs. They're both much older. One of my friend's kids was in the house the other day. One of my dogs spent the entire time hiding under the kitchen table because he was just, like, unable to cope with a toddler in the house, you know? Um, so in the I, other could, life, I could join like, him there, actually, sometimes, you know? Yeah, and the other one actually was absolutely fantastic with him. Um, and they were sort of... <laughs> the toddler got into the dog bed and was, was lying with her and everything was lovely. Um, and then the toddler decided he wanted to get up. And to get up, he put all his weight onto her... Um, side and pushed upwards um, so she so she at 13 and a half years old let out a little yelp you know um, which obviously then frightens the toddler and he was he's kind of burst into tears um, and like that's with himself my, my myself and his mother sitting within two inches watching the situation thinking it was fine and um, so unfortunately you know with with some dogs 
um, we just think it's not a suitable environment for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a bit like don't. Is, it's a bit like don't don't get a puppy for Christmas. It's the worst time of the year. So to clarify, <laughs> you certainly your your group anyway, DAWG. You yeah. you won't send a, a, a dog to a house where there are children under the age of three. We won't send a puppy. A puppy, okay. A puppy. So the rule is the rule is, and again, these are rules that are. They're not hard and fast. If we see a situation where, you know, there's older kids in the house and they've been with a dog all their lives and the younger kids understand how to behave around kids, that's a very different situation from, you know, and it's an older dog who's used to being around kids. That's a very different situation from, you know, we want a puppy and we have, you know, three toddlers, (laughs) right? So we always assess each case, I suppose, on its individual merits. Um, but we are looking for the best home for each dog. Okay. Okay. Um, and the other thing I would say is, you know, we get a lot of requests, which are, um, we would like a house-trained puppy that is small and hypoallergenic and doesn't bark. <laughs> and you kind of go, okay, well, that's what you want as a teddy bear. Um, what, what we have are actual dogs. <laughs> um, so, for example, right now we have a huge amount of lurchers, for example, which are very hard to home in Ireland because people don't think of lurchers as pets. Yeah. Um, My daughter's weak for lurchers. She's weak for lurchers. I, I, I love a hairy lurcher. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's not what people are looking for. People are looking for, you know, pugs and Frenchies and things like that. Mm. And, you know, as we've talked about, the sort of, I know you were talking about the sort of brachiocephalic, the flat-faced dogs. Um, we usually get those ex-breeding, so they'd be sort of 13, 14, 15 years old sometimes, oh. often deaf and blind and oh. need a lot of special attention. Oh, um, so when we do get something like a pug or a bichon or you know, a cute little crossbreed, we get hundreds of applications for those. Um, so again, we have to choose the best home for the dog. Yeah. And if that's a home without children, then you know that's that's the case, unfortunately, that, that that home will get it, the best home will get it. All right, listen, you've explained a lot, and thank you for taking our call at short notice. Moira O'Sullivan from the Dog Action and Welfare Group. They're doing this to protect the dog. Thanks, Fish, she's back with you there. 0818 96 96 96. So it is a policy in many of the shelters that they won't send a puppy to a house with small children. Kate says, our dog Rocky is adopted. The vetting process is very strict, but it's no harm. It doesn't take much imagination to think of the ways people could exploit an adoption situation and do all kinds of cruel things. Other people could repeat a cycle of taking on too much without really thinking it out what it's like to own a dog. And then the poor animal is repeatedly getting adopted by different families. Courts 96 FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.